going to go ahead and just lay just a little bit of groundwork. I really want to focus on verse 3, but I'm going to start off with, you know, the, the famous chapter of faith, chapter 11, everybody's known it since they were little guys. And, um, how would you, uh, how would you define faith in your own work? It can be primitive, it can be by the dictionary, it can be ever how you like to faith. Believing in what you can't see. Waiting on for something you can't see. Believing in something. Oh, believing in something you can't see. Like that. Like that a lot. Assurance. Assurance. It is assurance. That word carries with it the idea of a title deed. It's like God is saying, I'm giving you the title to heaven. A title deed. And it, does that hold up in court? A title deed? You better believe it. And But what backs that up? God's promise. God's promise. And notice confidence in the things that are promised. Similar kind of idea. Faith is being sure of what is hoped for. Um, I think Hillary said it better than anything I could have said. Uh, from a, a Google 30 miles up, a positive response to God. A positive response to God. It's a very loose definition, but a positive response to God, what he has to say. Um, notice in, in uh, verse 3, and then I'm gonna, we'll get into our, our class tonight, but how do we understand based on verse 3 of chapter 11? By faith we understand. There's that word again. Um, it doesn't say by our sight. No, we get it now, God. We get it because we saw it. We understand it. Uh, it says by faith we understand. Now notice the rest of, chapter, of verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God's saying that by faith you, you, can, you, can, you can understand how the worlds were made. Did we see the worlds made? No. We're, we're anywhere around no. Did God have? Did he, did he confer a little uh, workshop and say, you know, "How are we going to get this done? How 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 was the world created by what God? God's word speaking. God's word. God speaking. He said, "Let there be light." What happened? There was light. Let us. His Son and the Spirit, let us make man in our own image. The Word, His Word. His Word is rock solid. And He's saying to these Hebrews, you want to turn back because you're not believing the Word. Now, will they recognize these famous people in chapter 11? The Jews? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. They sure will. So He says, by faith we understand the worlds were made. I've given you the title deed to the promise of heaven. You got the deed in your hand. 
It's guaranteed. It's not, well, we hope, we think, we, we, we feel, we... I, I've given you basically the, the key to heaven. If you remain faithful and follow me and believe my word and believe my promises, because, and I'm going to quit after this one, all these people that we're going to see, uh, did they have an easy road? He goes on to say that some are sawn in two. They lived in caves. They were destitute. They, they had skins for their clothing. How is that going for them physically? Not too well. Physically. But they saw the end. They saw God's promise. God promises, I'll take care of you. You're going to go through some stuff. I, I, that's just the way it is. Uh, but at, at the end, if you hang in there, Hebrew Christians, you'll, 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 have, you'll have heaven, and you have my promise on that. Just like the same word, the same promise that I brought the world into existence with. That, that same idea. Questions or thoughts on that? Um, <coughs> So that part in verse 3 that says um, the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Does that make you think of atoms and molecules and fractals? And well, certainly uh, that would be part of it. We, we don't see those things. Right. But they're made from those things. Yeah. Everything is. Yeah. But atoms are made of things that are smaller you can't see. That more. we still don't know about. <laughs> And that's ultimately that something from nothing part is where is where science has faith with no evidence, right? You know, isn't it beautiful here that you know in verse thirty-six, of chapter ten, you have needed endurance so that you may so after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Yep. Faith is what you need to have endurance. Endurance is what you need to have the promise. And then one verse. Sure. And word one verse before that, he says, "Don't cast away your confidence." which you have with great reward. And then in verse uh, chapter 11 and verse 26, we've got this, another idea of a promise. We're talking about Moses, but esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasure in heaven. Notice what? For he looked forward to the reward. He looked to the reward. God promised, going to be all right. You're going to have some tough times in between. But I promise you, Keep your eye focused on the reward. Uh, I will be there for you. I will give it to you. In fact, I've given you the deed already. If you'll just hang in there. That's all I'm going to say about that. We'll get into... Uh, now, here's what Greg and I would talk about in the car. I think one of us will get on one side of the board and do the positive things of each of your people. One of us will do the weaknesses. Uh, of that of that person, and we'll have some we'll have some conversations about that. And well, hopefully, we'll sum it up over a couple of classes, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we can kind of make some observations. So yeah, for sure, we'll have dueling we'll dueling on the board here. <laughs> so you're the lead teacher tonight. How do you want to do? You want to take them in order where we got people in the room, or do you want to just have to let people volunteer? How do y'all want to do that? Well, I I'd go with volunteer. Do you have another uh, marker? Let's see, maybe this. Is it's right here. The, I think the brown one works right there. Okay. Over the. That works. Right. Okay. Good thing. Yeah. So okay. let's go. Let's go volunteer. Who wants to go? Get it over with. Joan, she she jumped. So we'll do positives and then whatever weaknesses you found. On some of these, there's we don't find any, but we'll we'll talk about what you found. Let's yeah. see, Joan, you have um, you have Moses. Moses. Let's start with the big one. 
So you said keep it short, so mm -hmm. uh, keeping it short. Um, he was very humble when God chose him to be his mouthpiece to go talk to Pharaoh. In fact, he was so humble, he, was, he about said, God, I think you've made a mistake. I don't think I'm the man for this. Yeah. And, and in fact, he, God said, okay, I'll send your brother Aaron with you. We'll but, do that as, as a weakness then. Well, I, I guess. Well, I don't know. Humility, that's a big story. Humility is big. Yeah. I can go with humility. Yeah. You can go with uh, yeah, maybe uh, a lack of trust. Maybe. Lack of trust, yeah. Maybe, maybe doubt. 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 Maybe doubt. Sometimes humility can turn into doubt if you're not careful. But let's talk, we'll talk about those. Both, I think both are right. Good. And so um, he did have much faith, though. Um, he did go ahead and do what God said. Um, after all of those um, ten plagues, God did let the people go. And he kept the faith through years and years through the desert. Um, sadly, though, near the end of their time in the desert, um, after years and years of complaining and grumbling from the people that he had to listen to, um, their grumbling and complaining and doubts, one time he became so angry and prideful that when God told him to speak to the rock and bring forth water for them to drink, instead he struck the rock and he said that, he made the water come from the rock. You rebels? Yes. He called them rebels. He called them rebels. He had about enough of them. And, and he, in his actions, he was actually rebelling yeah. um, in that instance. So I put obedience to him because he didn't want to go. But That's did, true, but, but did he, he go. did go, yes. He didn't want to go. And then ultimately his frustration led to anger and pride, which led him to disobedience. He disobeyed God ultimately on that, on that side. And didn't honor God before the people. Exactly. Excellent. So he didn't enter the promised land after all those years. But eventually he entered heaven. So, or, in or fact, who came well. down on the Mount of Transfiguration? That's right. One of them. It was Moses. Moses. It was one of them. And that's even after in Deuteron after this incident happened in Deuteronomy, when when God is talking to Moses, he said, You failed to believe me. So that, that act of disobedience, God said, you failed to believe me. Now, did he fail to believe him over all his life? No. But that once time he slipped, that was a failure of faith. That he didn't trust God to just do what he said. And he paid the price for it physically, but overall, look at what he did. Excellent. Very good. Jan? Oh, then Michelle would go after you, Jan. Okay, I am David. <laughs> I have David. Yep. I've got that on my sheet too, so you're right. <laughs> so, he had total confidence seemingly throughout his life. As young, later, as a king. He had a great respect for God. And that was shown because he didn't want to kill the Lord's anointed in the Psalms. Um, he did have a willingness. I'm going to say yours. That's fine. <laughs> he did have a willingness to um, acknowledge his mistakes when, at least when confronted, and even when not confronted sometimes. Um, like with yeah. Nathan, because after his response to Nathan was not like, oh, I got caught. It was, I have sinned against the Lord. We'll see. That's not always easy to do, is it? Right. 
uh, because there was another time when he admitted that he did something wrong when he counted the census. And I don't know what that would show, but he, he showed courage in difficult situations. There were some situations when he was faced with, and that was in battles or things, and he seemed to he he would pray to God um, and strengthen himself with God. He showed humility because there were times whenever he recognized he was weak. In fact, when God said all he was going to do in his life, he said, who am I that you... Uh, who am I and what is my house that you have brought me so far? Um, that whole courage thing, I always think of that. I always think of Samson killing Samson, but I always think of what he says to the to the Israelites for. How can you let this, you know, this Philistine, you know, oh, dishonor yeah. God's right. name? You know, it's like if you won't do it, I'll go do it. You know, that's right. that was courage. I mean, you know, when he thought about that, and we've learned later he thought in his mind, I killed the bear, I killed the lion, but I'll let me kill this guy. Yeah, he'd have to be ten and a half feet tall. It'd be yeah. all right. <laughs> I wouldn't have got there if it was me. <laughs> I would say his dependence on God. If you just read the Psalms, it seems like that mm -hmm. shows his dependence because he did turn to God all the time. Although his mistakes were his sexual sin, he murdered, um, family problems with Absalom. Yeah, he had family issues for sure. Yeah, he did yeah. Restrain major his children. family issues. Yeah. Um, and I say, I don't, you know, the one time it said that Satan entered with the senses that he was was commanded, he, he was going against God, so he had problems. But, but throughout that, his dependence on God was shown. Yeah, I, I really like that identifying that repentance and trust to God and sin is an act of faith. And we sometimes don't think it, we, we respect David for doing that, but it's like, no, that's an act of faith. That's believing God's promise. His promise that when you repent, and you think about how the Israelites really didn't have that sense of forgiveness with their sacrifices, and yet David did, because you just read the Psalms, and that comes through. That sense of needing forgiveness and knowing he had to go to God for forgiveness and not just do some rituals that while well, he had to do the sacrifices, he wasn't relying on that. I mean, what's the scripture say? What's that famous thing? David was a man after God's own heart. God's own heart which yeah. is, how could that be true of a man who sexual sin and murder and everything else, and yet it's somebody who, despite his weaknesses, kept turning back, kept turning back to God. Wonderful. Absolutely. All right, Miss Michelle. I think Michelle was next. I had Abel. Yep. <clears throat> I won't be writing anything up on my side. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see, right? Abel was the youngest. He had his brother above him. He had his father above him. He had his mother above him. And yet, when he, when it came to showing faith, he offered the first fling of his flocks. Cain, on the other hand, just offered. Something, but Abel offered the first plane. Would you say Abel was obedient to yeah. what, what God requested or demanded for the sacrifice? Yeah. Why didn't he just, didn't he just go to his classmates and get some help from them? 
doesn't have any. <laughs> Sorry, I, I could let that go. Okay, you're right, Michelle. There was nobody else around, was What What's interesting about him, and we, you didn't identify any weaknesses other than his, you know, he was the last, you know, he was the youngest, that was it. I real, that was just a physical thing. And, and there are, the scripture does it. And Jesus said, the blood of righteous Abel cries out against this generation, talking to the Pharisees. You know, but just a really cool thing looking forward to chapter 12. By the end of chapter 12, the Hebrew writer is going to say, but guess whose blood is better than Abel's? The blood of a righteous man, everyone agrees with that. But whose blood is better? Jesus. Jesus' blood is better. And even there, it points, everybody would agree Abel was a righteous man who shed his blood doing right by God, and God acknowledged that and condemned his brother for that. And yet, Abel's blood wasn't good enough. Only Jesus. And if Jesus calls you righteous, you're righteous. You're righteous. That's great. Good, good report. All right, another volunteer. Go ahead, Natalie. Well, she had a physical attribute. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, who'd you have, Natalie? Sarah. I started writing your. Oh, yeah. Oh, We'd love to have been in the Bible. All right, you had Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Yeah. And her physical attribute was beautiful. She was really beautiful. So beautiful that uh, the king, who's king again? Because I'm not. Don't, Egypt? Yeah, the king of Egypt. I don't, didn't read the Old Testament. Oh, yeah, so. Uh, and uh, another person that. Uh, anyway, she was really beautiful. Uh, she made mistakes, and just like we all do, right? <laughs> She stepped ahead of God and tried to handle his business on her home by foolishly sending her hand, uh, handmaid Hagar. So I think of lack of trust or doubt, right? Um, impatience. <laughs> um, another thing is that she ignited a few that had lasted for 4,000 years. And she laughed in unbelief. So unbelief, doubt is the same word, I guess. Um, uh, but uh, you said that in Hebrew, she uh, Hebrew eleven eleven uses Sarah as an example of faith. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Um, and that, if, you, if you back up and think about, remember what, what she did first before she got there though? When Abraham shared with her what God had said, what did she do? Laughed. She laughed. Mm -hmm. she laughed. Oh, who else laughed the first time he heard it? Abraham I would have laughed too. too. Yeah. Abraham did too. Mm -hmm. Maybe I probably all would have laughed, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 But she laughed, but then ultimately, what, where'd she get? Like, yeah, but it took like God. 23 years or so more than that mm -hmm. before, Something you know, like she yeah. got yeah. pregnant. Excellent. And so... Um, did she respect her husband? Yeah, she was a holy she really woman who hoped in God and who adorned herself by submitting, submitting to her husband. She was very courageous because he went into the desert and she had to be courageous and put her armor on to you know to support her husband and go through all this this, this hardship yeah? so um 
She stood firm in her commitment to her husband and to God, and her commitment was rewarded with the blessing. She's a good, a good woman, but she had her weaknesses. Yep, she's yep. like all of us. Like all of us. Next victim, I mean volunteer. <laughs> I saw Tom's hand first in the run. Well, I've got the son of Sarah. Okay, so. we'll go later. Jacob? Isaac. No. Isaac. Isaac. Isaac, Jacob. Okay, I got you. So Isaac was the promised child that Natalie uh, was referring to that Abraham and Sarah both laughed and then had trouble waiting for and tried to step, up, step ahead of God. Um, Isaac was faithful. He obeyed God. He uh, inherited the covenant that God had made with his father Abraham. Um, Greg, you're ready over here. So he uh, <laughs> he had some family issues, um, playing favorites with his son sons, uh, Jacob and Esau, that uh, created animosity within the home. And then um, with his wife, Rebecca, uh, multiple occasions uh, when they were in a, a different land told the, the leader there that, he was, that she was his sister. Lied, is that mm -hmm. That's yep. not a straight one. No, I got that over here. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was a little like father, like son, right? Yeah, we got that down. Yeah, but that's yeah. very much so. Um, I mean, he was a work in progress, wasn't he? He was a work. He, in progress. he was not that great a person early on. Elise. May I also add? Um, I also thought that um, when Abraham is sacrificing Isaac to God, you got to imagine how Isaac's perspective on this and be like, okay. What's happening? Like, where's my faith in this? Like, I don't know, maybe he had faith himself, knowing that God was going to take care of him even after what? Because he didn't. I don't think Isaac knew that if he was going to come back like Abraham did. That because Abraham trusted that God was going to bring him back, but you didn't know. Isaac's perspective if that was going to happen or not. That's a really good point. That's, that's he submitted to his father, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Because he was a teenager. And my father's got a knife in his hand. He says, lay down here. I'm getting ready. I think I'll take a rain check. Well, we don't know the conversation they had on the way. <laughs> no, we can imagine if it were us, though, right? But I think that's, I think that's really good to think about what must he have gone through. And he had to show faith in his father, you know, at least. And his father's showing faith in God, so you begin to say, well, okay, so when Isaac did pass on that blessing to his children, he believed it, right? Because he had seen how his father had lived, and even though he wasn't a perfect man, he still believed that, that promise that was coming. And that was, you know, that's singled out by the Hebrew writer going, we all know that was faithful right there when he did, when he passed that blessing on, that he was being faithful. That's a good point, though. I love that were we gonna? Uh, we'll take pictures of this. And uh, well, yeah, were we gonna take lessons now? We can. Uh, okay. I'll... I've got an issue with lie. Misled would be a better word. Okay, half truth. Misled <laughs> is probably a better word. 
He did, which turned out to be lying because Abimelech didn't take yeah, it. Yeah, it was a lie, yeah. But, it was deceitful. It was deceitful. It was deceitful. Very deceitful. If you don't put deceitful, that'd be fine too, but uh, it was deceitful. So did his father too. Yeah. Did the same thing. Must have had some beautiful women back then. They both lie like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were afraid they were going to get killed. They were afraid they were going to get killed. They were so beautiful. So I think we had Veronica next if you wanted to. Okay. Joseph. Well, Joseph, as a young man, made some unwise choices because he his, he was the favored child of his father. And uh, mm -hmm. so he came back from while they were and gave a bad report to his father about his brothers, which really he should not have done. And uh, <laughs> say he antagonized his brothers. <laughs> yes. He knew their buttons, didn't he? Well, and you know, his father gave him that great many colors, and I think he flaunted that in front of them too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so anyway, so he antagonized. So then his brothers got upset, and so what they did sold him into slavery. And uh, so after he got sold into slavery, uh, he had this incident with. Uh, he became a slave in Potiphar's. So Potiphar's wife falsely accused him. So I think he grew up quite a bit during that time he served as a slave for Potiphar um, because the incident with his wife, it said he fled. And so that showed some maturing on his part. He knew he needed to get out of the situation. And then, of course, she lied and got him thrown in jail after all of that. But while he was in jail, though, I think all of this he's maturing as all of this is happening, all of these incidents are happening. And uh, he began to rely on God more. And um, so even when he was in jail, he became over the other prisoners. And then there was the baker and the uh, pot of... Um, butler. The butler. The butler and the baker. <laughs> and, you know, he interpreted their dreams... And then when they went back, when they got out, went back into the household, they saw that they were true. It happened just as he said. One got killed and one stayed. But then when he was, uh, Joseph was having, uh, when Pharaoh need, had this, had his dream, they need, he needed an interpreter. So the baker remembered what happened in jail. So his light was shining while he was in jail. You know, so they got him in. They recalled him, or got him out of jail, or got him there to interpret his dream, which was, you know, happened just as it said. And then with the famine that came, because part of his dream was that there was going to be a famine in the land. And so I think when the famine took place, that's when Joseph really became mature, more mature. Uh, he took care of his family. He got them moved to there, to Goshen, and uh, he actually, it said he actually forgave his brothers for what they had done for him, and he really took care of his family. So I think, uh, and then it showed, as Joseph is nearing the end of his life, it said uh, that he reminded the children of the promise of Abraham. So he reminded them of the inheritance that was to come. So he was very encouraging for them. So he knew that God had a plan and that uh, 
but I think I was reading that Potiphar, the jailer, Pharaoh, all of them knew there was something different about Joseph. And so he began to let his light shine for the good. Remember how he most strongly, at the end of his life, showed he believed the, God's plan for the, the, the promise to Abraham, what he, the yeah. instructions he gave? Yes, and so he wanted his bones carried. Yeah. They had to carry his bones back. <laughs> so. Excellent. Any, any thoughts on any of that? Circuit was a man of integrity as he grew older. All the same thing. It just tells us that young people don't know. Even though they think they know everything, they don't always know everything. No, Even no. older people are the same too, but for sure there is uh, you know, maturing that has to be done. If we brought the, the story of Joseph after you know, after he was sold into slavery, I mean, that's terrible, that's bad, but you go, but he kind of brought it on himself as he part did. of that. Yeah, he didn't did. justify his brothers, but he, everybody <laughs> yeah. was, just, was yeah. just doing bad things in that yeah. whole story. And then, wow, look at what happened when he when he learned humility to God. Yeah, started trusting in God. And some people have one-year experience. They just had it 20 times. And there are some people with 20 years' experience. There's a huge difference. There. Not everybody grows, but he certainly did. Yeah, yeah, because he could have stayed a slave and just been stuck as a slave. And woe was me. You know, yeah. And never yeah. gotten into being over all the stuff, you know, in the household. And how long was he in jail? It was several years. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, God, has God left me? I'm stuck here in this jail, rotting. We're ready. I'm um, ready yet. The, the one thing that kind of stands out in there is when he's talking to his brothers, to me, he, he says, you meant this for evil. God God made for good. Good. Yeah. So he had come full circle on understanding that what's why he was forgiving him. It's, it's like God was using this, and yeah. he, which is again that looking forward that God had some plan. plan for us to be here. Yeah. So God was using this. So. Well, and I think I think part of it was well, Joseph kind of took on the attitude, okay, if, I, if I'm going to be a slave, I'm going to be the best slave I can be, and if I'm going to be in jail, I'm going to try to be the best the best prisoner. I could be, you know. Yep, you're right. That's excellent. So he, as, uh, as the old saying goes, he kind of manned up and did what he had to do, you know. Which I wish I had the attitude at work, you know, at the time. Which but in he's, all his situations, yeah. it was like he was working for God instead yeah. of working for. Yeah. What's I mean? He was the best slave, the best prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, the best second man in charge of it, right? Yeah. 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 Earned total trust out of Pharaoh, you know, uh, when all that happened. So. Good. Let's do one more if we can. Tony, do you have one? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go. Okay, Tony. Uh, Rahab. Okay. okay. <laughs> so she was known. She was known as a harlot. Um, and then was willing to take in Joshua's spies when they uh, were scout scouting the land, and. Um, you know when when the soldiers when Jericho's soldiers came looking for for them, you know she could have just handed them over, but she decided to you know hide them and help them out and get to where they needed to go, and even told the uh, Jericho soldiers you know that they were here but they left <coughs> and kind of sent those soldiers on a wild goose chase, um, so. <coughs> 
And then um, because when they entered the Promised Land, they were supposed to take over and kill anybody they came in contact with. Um, but because Rahab, you know, helped them, um, she said, you know, can you do me a favor and uh, spare me and my family? And uh, the spy said, well, because you helped us out and helped us escape unharmed, uh, we, will, we will keep that promise. Um, so I think she became a, re a repetitive person as well as a good Samaritan. It's not a trick question. Lineage was one of her strengths. It wasn't. What, what, what do I mean by that? She actually ended up being Ruth's other mother-in-law. Who came through? Jesus. Right. Christ Ruth. came through. Rahab. And that's something. Which means ultimately, ultimately. Which means she gave up being a what? Prostitute. Prostitute. But she actually became what? When she when she married into that family and had. At Boaz, yeah, right. she became Jewish. She became she, 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 yeah. I think she would have been a proselyte, is what we call her today. Yeah. And so she she totally threw off that old life and actually took on and lived as a Jew the rest of her life, just like Ruth and Naomi did too. Well, just the, the fact that a harlot would help these people. Do you remember when you read why she said that she helped them? Why she came <laughs> to that conclusion? Does anybody remember that? Was because she said. They, her, she saw how every time they went up against any city, they defeated them. So she knew that God was with these people. When's, what's the first story she heard about them? Egypt. When, when, when they crossed the Red Sea. That's the first yeah. story she heard. And she's like, only God could be with someone like that. And so it almost, you almost get the sense that she started questioning who she was right then. And she was like, if I can help these people, I'm going to. Because they've got, they're serving the right God. I mean, it really is a evidence, right? She saw the evidence and went, "Whoa, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be against this God." You know, it's really, really neat. It was a good report, Tony. Yeah, it was good. Okay, can we do one more? That'd be almost half. I think it's around sixteen or something. Jennifer? Okay, Jennifer. Oh, you got Jeff though. Jeff. That's a goodie. Well, why? Do I never remember reading about this before. <laughs> um. So. He his, uh, well, well, we'll start with his weaknesses. Um, he, well, his strength. So he overcame his past as being born of a prostitute and exiled from the community where he, like, banded with some other men and they were not righteous people. Kind of lived on the outskirts and whatnot. But, um, but then he like overcame his past because he decided to accept the challenge of trying to defeat the um, Ammonites and right Ammonites, yeah. And um, so he was like this great warrior, but he did very wow something really stupid. He uh, made a vow with God, which was really dumb and said he would burn up any the first person who would walk out of his house if God would allow him to win. I you have to know that it's probably gonna be a family member who is gonna run out, like I mean gosh. <laughs> it was his daughter. Yep, and it was. It was. So then, did he follow through? It says that it, he did he did as he promised and 
but but because God had, so that's something God condemned. So he did something that God hated, which was human sacrifice. And, yeah. And, but he did also defeat more armies and protect Israel's land. So he was a great warrior, but he made a foolish vow. And because of that, he lost his only child and also his whole lineage with her. Remember what God said about a vow? He said, you're better off not to vow. Right. Don't but make you any do, promises. But if you do, you keep it. Because he said, I have no, I have no pleasure in uh, uh, people make vows and don't keep them. Right. So, yeah. boy, boy. But, so, yeah, but he kept his word, didn't he? As painful as that was. Yeah, he kept his word. Yay. He should have just said yes. Yes. And by his word, <laughs> there you instead go. of saying, if, yeah. I mean, we, we, we'll, we'll try to sum this all up on Sunday, but think about some of that. He kept his word when it was hard to keep his word. Does that have any relevance to the Hebrews? What's, what's the Hebrew writer trying to get them to see? Even if it's hard to follow through and keep your side of the bargain with God, that's what he's asking you to do. To look at these people who've done it. And even Jephthah, we look at it and go, wow, that, I don't know. You know. A lot of people have questioned about Jephthah. Yet the Hebrew writer puts him on as someone that he kept his word. Well, the daughter said he had to. Yeah, she, yeah. she said, you have to do it if you made a promise to God. Well, when you look at some of these shady kind of things, we'll get to Samson and all that, we think, well, they couldn't have made it to heaven. Well, I guess it did. God put him in the, in this, the great hall of fame of faith, and we go, well, I wouldn't put him in there. I wouldn't put him in there. Well, God did. Yeah. It's kind of a lesson. Wow. We, if someone goes through our life and pulls out all the things on this side of the ledger, yeah. do we deserve to be there? And the answer is always no. If you just looked at that, it's what can God make out of them, right? What can yeah. God make out of them? Yeah. That's really, really good. And how many times on this, this, I think this was such a good point, what do we do sometimes the reason I'm the way I am because of my past. Well, okay. Well, we're a product of our past, let's face it. But we don't have to live there. There's a big difference. You're born to death. Yeah. That's right. And that's faith as part of that. So many people. Tough, tough time right here on overcoming the past. Well, hey. Y'all delivered so far. The other half, you, you got you got your bar set. So let's uh, be, be ready. <laughs> so yeah, what about half is great. Everybody did great tonight. Really good. good no, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Wow. We'll, we won't teach more often. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let y'all teach more often. That's, That's probably, probably right. positive. <laughs>